This podcast channel is about you, successful international entrepreneurs, successful expats, successful investors, sponsored by HCJ Contacts. Right. Thank you very much for joining. My name is Darren Joseph from HCJ.tax. We're a team that seeks to demystify the sometimes confusing world of cross-border taxation. And today we have the honor and privilege of joining us, Claudia Vasconcelos. Did I pronounce your name properly? Yes, yes. That, <laughs> congratulations. It's not an easy task. <laughs> Thank you. Please introduce yourself. Well, uh, thank you, Darren, first of all, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for the opportunity to discuss and explain the advantages of investing and living in Madeira. This is a topic that is very dear to me. I'm born and raised uh, on the islands. Uh, I am currently head of business development of NUCO. We are a one-stop shop for investors and expatriates in Portugal. We're headquartered in Madeira. Um, and most of my career has been dedicated and devoted to the attraction of foreign investments to Portugal, specifically to Madeira, or mostly in particular to Madeira. Uh, I've actually worked for about 18 years in the entity that was that is still today the government entity in charge of promoting the International Business Center of Madeira. And for the past 10 years, I joined NUCO, and we are actively promoting and assisting investors and expats um, relocating in Portugal and particularly in Madeira. And of course, I had the privilege uh, of visiting your offices last week and meeting some of your colleagues and very friendly and very competent bunch of professionals. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, so so let's just jump in. So let's start at the beginning. What exactly is the International Business Center of Madeira? Well, the International Business Center is actually a concept. It's not as contrary to what sometimes uh, people believe when we re read about it or hear about it. It's not a physical space. It's mm. a special tax regime that was created uh, by by Portugal back in the 80s uh, and it was created as a tool to modernize, diversify and internationalize the economy of Madeira. For those who don't know, Madeira is a small island economy uh, located in the middle of the Atlantic. We're actually closer to Africa than to the EU, but this gives us a special status under the European Union Treaty. So we are, uh, we are classified as an outermost region of the European Union. And as an, a small island economy, this uh, impact, this leads to several constraints. These are constraints that unfortunately, uh, in spite of our efforts, we cannot change. We have a small uh, internal market, uh, to give you an idea, about 250,000 inhabitants. Two thirds of the island is protected uh, natural park. We have high transaction costs remote that arise from the remoteness and distance from main the decision centers. Um, and we are dependent and have been mostly dependent on one single econom economic product. And this is mostly the tourism. It is still today the main sector of our economy. So back in the 80s, the government understood that we had to create alternatives 
And we looked at the examples of other small island economies, um, and we understood that the most efficient tool was to attract foreign investments. So based on the examples, we uh, defined what we wanted as a product, and it was mostly a services uh, center and an industrial center. That's, well, that's the nature of the, the program. But as Portugal was negotiating at the time the accession to the European Union, which happened in 86, in 1986, um, the special tax regime was already included and approved by the European Commission. So when we joined the EU, this was already uh, um, included as a benefit that we were entitled to have because the, the Treaty of Rome foresaw that state aid is, although illegal, is possible for regional economic purposes. So those, that was the fundament of our um, uh, approval, let's say, for this special tax regime. One important consideration, and I believe that made all the difference uh, and mm -hmm. a strong difference with regard to other um, free trade zones and special centers that at the time already uh, was, were also approved, namely the Canary Islands in Spain, was that since the beginning, we chose to be fully integrated in the, in the European uh, system, namely in terms of not only of tax, but also for customs purposes. So uh, within the International Business Center, uh, a Portuguese company and an EU company for all due respects, there's absolutely mm -hmm. no limitation, no difference. Um, the certificate of tax residence is a Portuguese certificate of tax residence. And most important, mm -hmm. because of this full integration, investors have full access to the European Union markets as any other EU company. So all the directives and regulations apply fully to a Madeira company, which in fact doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a Madeira company. It's just the term that we use to distinguish, uh, distinguish it in terms of tax regime. From a legal, inter legal purposes, it's exactly the same as any other Portuguese company. Um, it might be interesting, Darren, to discuss a little bit the procedure because I think this impacts also with, um, with other questions that you will have next. The mm -hmm. European Commission approves, has to approve the, the, the regime. So it's not mm -hmm. a benefit that Portugal per se decides uh, and it has to be in line with the, the state aid rules uh, and regulations. So for many years, the first regime was approved in 1987 uh, one, just one year after the after Portugal entered the EU, and it was it's the one characteristic is that the regime is approved for a specific period in time. So we can only accept new entities. Initially, it was for three years, with a production of effects that is longer because, of course, the investors need some certainty and some time to get the benefits of investing in the island. So the first regime was approved in 97, uh, starting 1989, sorry, that was the, the formal uh, in start of the regime until the 31st of December to 2011. And during okay. this period, every three years, Portugal requested a renewal and the European Commission approved it. 
this is relevant because it means that the European Commission has always, since the beginning, looked and analyzed and evaluated the, both the impact of the in the economy, uh, but also the implementation of the benefits. Mm -hmm. This was the, the grounds for the renewal. Um, and everything went smoothly until 2011. Then, uh, around 1995, let us say, the, the, the OECD discussions in terms of harmful tax competition um, start, and, and even within the EU also, there were discussions about the tax havens, let us say, um, and, uh, and privileged tax regimes, which I must say Madeira was never included and was never considered um, as a harmful tax uh, regime, but we had to align the, uh, as nowadays all countries have right. to do. All, no, but yes. before, before you get into that particular part, just to create so that people would understand, can you give like uh, an indication as to the special tax rates available? Yes, for those of who, course. Yeah. Of course, of course. So the current regime that we have, this is the, just to explain that the mm -hmm. regimes are negotiated and approved and we are currently under the fourth regime. Mm -hmm. The fourth regime has is approved for companies authorized until the end of this year 2023 with benefit, benefits up to 2027 and mm -hmm. it grants very special tax incentives uh, a corporate income tax rate of five percent which i believe mm -hmm. in terms of nominal rate is the lowest within the european in the european union yeah. uh, reductions in other taxes that apply uh, in portugal in to Portuguese companies, autonomous tax, stamp duty, for instance, and exemptions for the shareholders. So there is no withholding tax on the distribution of dividends to non-resident shareholders. There is no withholding tax on the payment of uh, services, interests, royalties to, to third parties and non-resident um, shareholders. The, there's also exemption on capital gains on the sale mm -hmm of the Madeira company. So it's a set of benefits that, mm -hmm. is, um, with, that is implemented with the objective to attract investors, giving them special tax benefits, but also giving the company uh, the, 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 the goal to, to grow, the capacity mm -hmm. to grow with mm -hmm. a minimum tax impact. One important consideration is that this, mm -hmm. uh, these uh, tax rates, these reduced tax rates, and in particular the 5% corporate tax income tax rates, only applies mm -hmm. to activities that are services, let's say, to the activities of the company that are undertaken with non-residents in Portugal. Uh, mm -hmm. It is not forbidden, so the company mm -hmm. can, imagine we have mm -hmm. a company, a technology company providing services to customers in, in Portugal, in Madeira, mm -hmm. or in mainland Portugal, and customers in countries, international countries. Mm -hmm. We have to separate the accounting of both mm -hmm. activities and the activity that the profits generated from the activities with non-residents will be taxed at 5%. And mm -hmm. again, it's a nominal uh, rate. So we submit the tax returns and instead of paying the standard corporate income tax rate in Portugal, which is 21 
or in this case in Madeira, which is 14.7%, uh, mm -hmm. that part is taxed at 5%. The other activity which uh, the services provided to local entities or main companies in Portugal will be taxed in this case uh, at 14.7%, which is the standard mm -hmm. corporate income tax rate in Madeira. Okay, this is uh, fantastic. So, I mean, this because this is an extraordinary low rate. I, I think as I hear it and I understand it, it does remind me of the free zone regime in the UAE, in the United Arab Emirates. But of course, the advantage of this is that, of course, Madeira slash Portugal is not in anybody's gray list, blacklist, non-cooperative jurisdiction. Yes. It's within the EU. And so, you know, it's 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 in it's in the mainstream system rather than somewhat on, on the periphery. But of course, you know, there are limitations, right? So there are only certain, I mean, of course, economic substance is required. You need to have boots on the ground. You need to have a certain number of employees. So no shell yes. companies. Uh, could you talk a bit about the number of employees uh, as well as perhaps the, the industries that are not allowed? For example, yes. I understand financial services, yeah. Financial services, so there's a, a limitation, uh, exactly, you are absolutely right in terms mm -hmm. of the activities. Financial services, insurance uh, companies, so everything that is regulated uh, from, for, from a financial, uh, everything that requires a financial license is not mm -hmm. allowed. Uh, there's a specific list of activities that can be authorized by the regional government to benefit from this special tax regime, and it's mostly related to services or industrial activities. I failed to add, but uh, in the mm. case of industrial activities, and in particular, as you've mentioned, the free trade zone, if it is, if it, there's manufacturing involved. In that case, the regime, the tax incentive is higher because mm. there is a reduction of 50% on the mm. corporate income tax. So the income will be taxed at 5%. And mm. uh, sorry, 2.5. 2.5. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, That's amazing. And yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and yeah. also, Darren, in that case, the mm -hmm. if the shareholders, remember, I think, mentioned that the mm -hmm. tax benefits for the shareholders apply to non-residents but in the yeah. case of my, of the industrial park and that's in that this case the companies must physically be in, an, mm -hmm. in the, it's a fenced area and industrial customs and tax for customs mm -hmm. and tax purposes uh, but in that case even if the shareholder is resident in Portugal um, it, they, it, they will be exemption. For, mm. So no personal income tax, no capital gains on the tax, no corporate income tax if the shareholder is a company. So, but imagine, uh, Darren, how important and mm -hmm. difficult to attract mm. an industrial company or manufacturer to this again small remote island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is that we we have to grant a high <laughs> level of benefits to be able mm -hmm. to compete with other regions that have uh, and with that in mind would the employees also enjoy reduced personal income taxes no uh, uh, only, unfortunately <laughs> Standard personal income taxes, except those that um, are in the shipping industry. Mm. So, um, in the case of uh, of shipping, it's different. Mm. The benefits mm. 
are additionally applied to the crew members. They are exempt mm -hmm. from personal mm -hmm. income tax. That's the only situation. Um, mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. In the other cases, for Madeira employees, uh, the fact that we are able to work in an international environment, uh, mm -hmm. providing working globally and for companies that usually are um, also, also apply uh, good incentives and good salaries above average salaries. That's the standard. Uh, you have mm -hmm. to consider that the standard, the the minimum uh, wage in Madeira is currently is currently seven hundred and eighty six euros. So it's quite mm -hmm. low compared to other uh, EU EU countries, uh, mm -hmm. and usually foreign investors tend to adjust the salary. So this is already a good benefit for us. Um, one thing that um, you mentioned was the, the requirements, and it's very important. So this, be these benefits come with mm -hmm. uh, an obligation. Mm -hmm. So, and this, uh, an obligation of substance, but uh, the subs a substance that is determined in law. The company mm. to be able to, to benefit from this the tax the special tax regime, the company must employ at least one employee. Mm -hmm. uh, it must be an employee resident working in Madeira. Can be a mm -hmm. foreign, an expat, for instance. Mm -hmm. There's no limitation in terms of nationality, uh, but it, there is in terms of residence. So it must be tax residents in Madeira. I didn't mention this, but the same for shareholders. There's no restriction on the nationality. Some clients ask that of the shareholders. Um, there's only a difference in the tax treatment in case they are residents in, in Portugal. Um, one mm. employee with one Sorry, employee. To that, to that point, what if they're resident in Portugal? How it would will the be dividends? 28%. 28%. So it's the okay. standard, the standard yeah. Uh, rate, yeah. 28%. Okay. Unless mm -hmm. it's a corporate shareholder and we can mm -hmm. apply the... the the eliminate well we, we can apply the elimination of um, uh, double taxation and in that case yeah. there will be mm -hmm. no tax on the distribution of dividends to the shareholder to the corporate shareholder mm -hmm. and then um, mm -hmm. but as individuals it will be taxed at 28 percent okay understood the tax benefits increase progressively as the mm -hmm. number of employee increases. So there are thresholds mm -hmm. uh, to the taxable income that benefits that can benefit from the, the reduced corporate income tax. To give mm -hmm. you an idea, one employee grants you the 5% of up mm -hmm. to a, a maximum of 2.8 million euros. Mm -hmm. uh, a year. Um, mm -hmm. And then it gradually grows. So one, two employees, 2.8 million, and then uh, three, five employees will grant you 3.55 million and mm -hmm. up to a maximum of uh, 100 employees. So the more empl employees you have, the higher the, the taxable income that gets the benefits. Mm -hmm. Additionally, if the company mm -hmm. has less than six employees, so five or mm -hmm. less, um, it's also compulsory to make an investment in fixed tangible or intangible assets. Mm -hmm. These are the two main criteria. The employees must be uh, employed within six months 
after the mm -hmm. company starts activity and mm -hmm. the investment must be made within two years mm -hmm. um, after the start of the activity. So in fact, Darren, as mm -hmm. we all know it today, companies uh, are rec advised and mm -hmm. to create substance in the case yep. of Madeira, the law already mm -hmm. requires it. Mm -hmm. One advantage, if I may add, is that mm -hmm. uh, in Madeira, we may mm -hmm. argue, uh, <laughs> but uh, I believe that it is mm -hmm. uh, quite advantageous to create that level, mm -hmm. the level of substance, unless we are talking about a company with a certain mm -hmm. dimension and size. If, for instance, it's not easy to employ 100 employees with a certain profile, I would say. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. you're considering 5, 10, 15 employees, depending on the sector, the salaries, as I've mentioned, are quite mm -hmm. competitive. Mm -hmm. The living costs are lower than mm -hmm. uh, in mainland Portugal and uh, certainly in other EU countries. So people are willing to come to Madeira mm -hmm. or to stay in Madeira, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. if we are given the opportunity to work in an interesting and appealing project. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say substance is not difficult to, mm -hmm. to meet in terms of employment, um, mm -hmm. depending, of course, on the nature of the activity and the skills uh, that, the, that are required for the company. Okay, fantastic. So let's now go back to to where you were going before I interrupted you, which is the the situation with the EU, because of course in I think it was this September last year, last year being 2022. So just just in case we were recording this in November 2023. So in September 2022, there was an issue with the General Court of the European Union about state aid. Can you comment on that? Please. Yes. So mm -hmm. this actually, the, your question of substance makes it easier for me now to explain. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> because in fact, as we are, mm -hmm. uh, we have to go through these re revision and evaluation procedures from the European Commission in order to uh, uh, get the approval for the mm -hmm. new regime. We are currently in regime four. And mm -hmm. um, the, what you are referring to this the case the court's decision and the, the challenging of the European Commission refers to regime three um, right. and mm -hmm. regime three uh, the problem was that there was a miss uh, well I think it, what happened was for two reasons one the law was not clear in Portugal mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the European Commission approved with the conditions that substance was uh, implemented, mm -hmm. namely in terms of employment and investments. When mm -hmm. the Portuguese legislator transposed these, guide, these um, requirements into Portuguese law, the law was mm -hmm. not clear. So mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the players interpreted it uh, according to Portuguese law. There were some mm -hmm. clarifications from the regional government as well, but mm -hmm. I, there was an error. Uh, from mm -hmm. the legislation, you know, the, with the fact that the, when things are not clearly defined, it leaves room. Uh, so that was mm -hmm. one of the the, the, the the aspects, the reasons for this, for the European Commission having considered that the, 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 the requirements have not been adequately implemented by Portugal. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, some players, um, again, when the law is not clear, when the criteria is not, is not clear, it's easier 
for some players to uh, eventually take advantage. Abuse, take yeah. advantage and abuse to yeah. give you an idea. The ratio of the mm -hmm. law in the case of the investments, if you're investing in a property, the ratio of the law uh, mm -hmm. is easy to understand that the property should be in Madeira and some players mm -hmm. were uh, investing in mainland Portugal <laughs> using mm -hmm. tax benefits that uh, are given to the, if you buy property to as a head office, for example, you're exempt, mm -hmm. the company is exempt from property taxes and they were mm -hmm. applying it in properties bought in Lisbon. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's why I'm saying there's a mix. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Portugal is challenging uh, the European Commission, but in, we recognize that in some cases the Commission uh, may have may be right. In some mm -hmm. cases, not overall for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, it's a question of uh, how unclear, let us say, the law was in some cases, and in particular with the investment criteria. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, another thing that makes the regime in Madeira quite interesting is that it's, I mean, obviously, Portugal is a civil law jurisdiction, yet there is a concept of a trust. Could you comment on that, please? Yes, well, when mm. the regime was created, um, we wanted to be competitive. And we mm -hmm. understood that main, the, the, for the investors would come and did come in the beginning, especially uh, mostly from Anglo-Saxon jurisdictions that were more familiar and experienced uh, mm -hmm. with uh, foreign investment, especially in low tax jurisdictions. So we understood mm -hmm. that it was important to have this mechanism that is widely mm -hmm. used in Anglo-Saxon countries. So in spite Portugal, despite mm -hmm. the fact that Portugal, as you mentioned, it's a, a civil law country, does not recognize the, 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 the figure of trusts, it, the Portuguese government created a specific law to allow the, the creation of trusts within the International uh, Business Center of Madeira. But it has mm -hmm. limitations or okay. uh -huh. specifically the, the trusts must be created and um, regulated by a foreign law. So mm -hmm. it's not the Portuguese law that applies because it doesn't mm -hmm. exist. You must mm -hmm. choose the law that will regulate the, the, the administration and the management of the trusts. So this added to the fact that mm -hmm. in terms of tax benefits, it not, may not be uh, as competitive as other um, uh, jurisdictions, yeah. traditional trust mm -hmm. jurisdictions. In fact, it's not a common. It, in practice, we don't see uh, the mm -hmm. creation. It's not often to get to how to see the creation of trust in Madeira. It's possible and it's something mm -hmm. that we can uh, look into and try to implement, but it's not something that is very common, even though the law, mm -hmm. in fact, foresees that. Okay, so it needs to be a foreign jurisdiction. So you need to specify what the foreign jurisdiction is. Yes, and the tr the trustee needs to be Madeira resident. Yes, it must be okay. a Madeira company. It must trustee. be a Madeira company. A Madeira okay. company licensed within the International of the Business Center. So you see these type mm. of limitations and mm -hmm. the lack of our, of experience. I would say mm -hmm. and know how in 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 Portugal uh, makes it a bit mm. difficult and harder to compete mm -hmm. okay on so the other the, hand the, uh -huh. the company yes sorry on the other hand no, yeah, go ahead 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, so that because that 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 is quite interesting. Because remember, I, we were saying earlier that one of the entity types that is not well not encouraged in terms of incentives would be financial services. But the exception to that could be a trustee. So you can create a, a trustee company. Yes. And okay. And would that trustee company enjoy the five percent, assuming their substance and whatever? Yes. Okay. Yes. So when mm -hmm. we talk about financial entities, it's mm -hmm. uh, financial regulated entities. Right, like right. And then and supervised, trustee. yes. Right. And, and it's not trust on regulated and supervised. Okay. Yes. Right. So so for some, you know, for some uh use cases that could be quite interesting. You know, having, I yeah. understand that. And it's a question, mm -hmm. it's uh, an area that we could explore. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just saying we don't have the practical experience. So. Right. So in, in your time dealing with, you know, various entities and so on in Madeira, uh, what was the most, of course, and, um, you know, not without betraying who it was or whatever, but what's the most interesting use of a Madeira trust that you have seen? Just so that we can get a sense for what an interesting. I haven't use dealt specifically okay. with trust there, and so um, okay. I can't comment on that. I don't have okay. practical experience mm -hmm. on it to give you mm -hmm. an idea of the in terms overall since the beginning uh, of numbers. There's about fifteen trusts, oh. twenty trusts. So it's wow, a limited, quite a limited application. Yes, gotcha. Madeira yeah. is. Uh, very competitive and interesting, I would say, to mm -hmm. um, for companies who for services trading companies enter uh, is in specifically entering the, EU, the European Union market. That's where we can mm -hmm. make a difference. Um, so it's a gateway to Europe. Holding okay. holding mm -hmm. companies and trading mm -hmm. services companies, all types of uh, services companies. That's where mm -hmm. we, I believe, we are really competitive. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Okay, all right. M makes sense. Makes sense. Definitely. Okay, so let's compare. If uh, maybe uh, uh, this may be a bit uncomfortable because I know that your company operates in both of these jurisdictions. I want to talk about Madeira versus Malta mm -hmm. uh, because it sounds as if, to some extent. The, the 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 offerings or the incentives in Madeira are similar, not exactly obviously, but quite similar to what exists in Malta. Do, what what are your comments and what are your thoughts on that? It's not uncomfortable because I'm asked by clients ask me that all the time. Oh, okay, good. So, yeah. <laughs> so our role yeah. is. Um, Although we we, all, we operate, we have a, a physical office and we assist clients implementing companies and uh, managing their companies in both jurisdictions, it's a case-by-case mm -hmm. -case basis. Yeah. So mm -hmm. although in the end, the, the corporate income tax rate is 5%, mm -hmm. uh, and they both offer um, very good tax incentives also for the shareholders. In mm -hmm. practice, the, the, the tax structure is different. So in the case of mm -hmm. Madeira, it's a nominal tax rate. In the case of Malta, it's an effective tax rate. Um, mm -hmm. And this already makes a difference in terms of the operation of the company. But yeah. most important, I would say, is mm -hmm. the activity 
the nature mm. of the activity, the markets where the, mm. the company will operate, and the economic reasoning also, because let's us not forget that um, the motivation as much as possible should be uh, mm -hmm. uh, economically driven, not just tax mm -hmm. driven. And this course, makes yeah. a difference for our clients. Mm -hmm. So we want, depending on uh, where your clients are based, where the language is based, the, the language has an impact, the, the talent base as well, mm -hmm. the markets mm -hmm. of operation, and of course the activities. Some activities don't, uh, are not, for example, financial activities or mm -hmm. Uh, companies that are more that have whereby the the financial the if you have uh, investments financial investments not necessarily yeah. regulated but if the, mm -hmm. the company the company's income has a good percentage of financial investments then in Madeira it doesn't make sense uh, and it does Malta, not make sense it does not make sense okay. it doesn't work mm -hmm. whereas in Malta uh, mm -hmm. it can be very competitive in that case. So we always mm. try to understand on a case-by-case -case basis what the client is looking for, what mm. are the motivations, what will be the requirements in terms mm -hmm. of substance, um, mm -hmm. the relationship with both countries. Malta, for instance, mm -hmm. has a, a, a network of double tax treaties that mm -hmm. is uh, wide as well as Portugal, but is quite mm -hmm. different from Portugal. Mm -hmm. Portugal is uh, has a very good neat treaty network with Portuguese-speaking countries, of course, Spanish-speaking mm -hmm. countries, and Malta in that case does not, but has Asia uh, and mm -hmm. the Middle East. So it depends. Mm -hmm. It's something that mm -hmm. we have to look into uh, with a broader case perspective case, right. and on mm -hmm. a case-by-case -case basis. Both are competitive, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So I, I get that. Depends on the jurisdictions involved. It depends on the nature of the activity. But let, let's go back to that whole thing about passive investment. So like, for example, if it is I have a, you know, seven or eight figure investment portfolio in the US, you know, publicly traded, privately held or whatever. And of course, depending on the European country that I want to live in, it may be taxed at, you know, it may be taxed from my point of view, inefficiently. And I may want to set up, let's say I want to set up a family office, you know, a small family office, someone to take care of the admin and, and do the day-to-day -day stuff while I just enjoy life. Uh, I can look at, um, at either Malta or Madeira, potentially. But of, of course, as you kind of hinted initially, the, the Maltese regime is an effective rate. So I pay the higher, the headline. And then you rate. get a refund. And it takes and a while to get a refund. Yes, yeah. it takes a while. So that's also one of the reasons that uh, we have mm -hmm. to see on a case-by-case -case basis. Because yes. in the case of Malta, it's important to consider that the the first the shareholder is the one who gets the refund not the company yes. so yes. you either have a double tier structure in malta or the mm -hmm. shareholder mm -hmm. must be resident in a friendly tax jurisdiction mm -hmm. otherwise mm -hmm. um, and because to get the refund you have to um, apply for it every year so the mm -hmm. company um, has to submit the tax returns pay the tax and then apply mm -hmm. for the, and then the shareholder applies for the refund uh, and this may not be effect efficient not only for not mm -hmm. necessarily from a tax perspective but from a practical uh, exactly. liquidity, yeah. liquidity yeah. perspective 
Absolutely, absolutely. So let's say I'm living in Spain or France, then potentially an, an option for me would be to set up my very small family office in Madeira as opposed to Malta. And, Again, mm -hmm. It depends on if mm -hmm. uh, the main income of the company results from a portfolio of investments, yeah. then it will not work. It uh, won't work, okay. It wouldn't work because mm -hmm. it would be considered not a regular financial regulated uh, mm -hmm. entity, but there's no operational entity in our perspective. So the difference oh, is that Malta doesn't right. consider uh, the passive in, in Portugal. Uh, passive income is defined very clearly while well, in Malta mm -hmm. uh, um, the, a portfolio investment could be considered active income and not necessarily mm -hmm. passive so this is what triggers the difference of the tax mm -hmm. rates um, the interpretation mm -hmm. of the, the nature of the income is different of mm -hmm. course it's not necessarily the fact mm -hmm. that you have a, uh, a portfolio investment that will allow you to qualify as active income it depends mm -hmm. on the frequent. It must be seen and considered as an active business of the company. Right. Right. But yeah. it, and if that happens, mm -hmm. you have you are, have access to the, the, the special tax rates, um, mm -hmm. and there are criteria for that. In the case of Madeira, if there is no, well, you can invest in a portfolio, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. for the use of excess uh, cash flows. Right. of the company but this implies yeah. that there is mm -hmm. another main core business activity of the company okay and so it must be actively trading yes so so for example it you and know the, there must be portfolio rebalancing there must be some sort of activity as opposed to yes. just sitting back and okay i got you and the, the investment mm -hmm. portfolio is only as an ancillary activity of the company mm. that because you've excess uh, cash mm -hmm. flows you and you and you're able to use it uh for mm. the company's advantage but it can it should not be it mustn't be the main uh activity or income generating activity for the company okay. that's one Understood. of the criteria but there are yeah. um, there, so yeah. there are others so, so, so the Malta versus Madeira could be interesting, but it would be, you know, case by case, uh, rigorous analysis would be required to, to make that determination. Okay. And again, we must always look from an economic motivation. Yeah, um, of course. Principal purpose test. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to another comparison, which I touched on earlier with the free, free zones in the UAE, the 45 or so free zones in the UAE. I'm just thinking that, yes, the, there's a 5% whereas in the UAE right now, depending on your circumstances, I know it, it's it's quite nuanced. It, it's 9%, but it could be zero, but it could be nine. Mm -hmm. So that, that makes Madeira kind of interesting. But of course, on the flip side, the employees are tax-free as they would be in the UAE. But um, conversely... But they have to live there, right? The employees have, of the company. They, they, they'll have to live there. And of course, if it is that you have any interaction with the EU or certain EU jurisdictions, then you're faced with the fact that the UAE still is not 
it's it's on the the non-cooperative jurisdiction yeah. list. I mean, not just at the EU level, but with certain countries, for example. In Portugal, that case or, of Portugal, for instance. Or Spain, yeah. yeah or it, Spain, it, it's, yes. It's, it's, it's on that list. So in that case, when you, if it is, it's, you know, not, not just the EU, but just in terms of banking as well, because the, the banks traditionally in the, in, the, in the Gulf area aren't necessarily your top tier banks globally. And sometimes the, the facilities available may not be the same as they would be in with a European or American bank. And then, of course, the transfers, they're subject to enhanced you know, due diligence because it's coming from a non-cooperative jurisdiction. Yes. So there's some banking challenges. So in other words, there are some use cases where, you know, hold on, it may be more interesting to consider setting up shop, not again, no, no shell company, Definitely. but actually setting up shop in, in Madeira. Have you seen that or have you seen inquiries to that effect since, especially since the UAE introduced that 9%? Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. And, the, the, well, as you mentioned, the, the rules, the level playing field is becoming, everything is becoming more harmonized. Yeah. Uh, and in the beginning, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it was very difficult to promote Madeira uh, mm -hmm. internationally. That's because we had mm -hmm. substance requirements and nobody yeah. else had it. But yeah. um, as we're seeing and the evolution and the, the future definitely will most definitely bring more and more requirements on all other jurisdictions, the 9% corporate tax rate in the UAE is an example, but I'm sure yeah. there will be other um, mm -hmm. differences and requirements and substance mm -hmm. requirements in particular. So nowadays, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's the Madeira is a transparent, credible uh, jurisdiction. If you mm -hmm. are willing to take mm -hmm. the, the to in, make the investments that are required in terms of substance, namely, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it makes all the difference, I would say, in the future from an operational perspective. And we see clients more and more increasingly, and in the most recent years, um, mm -hmm. certainly, that want to understand and compare um, and that take, want to take advantage of the image, of the, the credibility, mm -hmm. but also of the practical aspects of being mm -hmm. in an EU, EU country. Mm -hmm. uh, the and the banking system in Portugal, you know it. It's very, mm -hmm. very good. So um, mm -hmm. it's we are in witnessing that definitely. Okay. And I uh, think the trend will continue uh, to grow mm -hmm. in the future. Definitely, as you say, as that harmonization process continues, I think it, as you said, it's inevitable. Uh, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, having said all of that, Madeira is not perfect. No jurisdiction is perfect. You know, and. What, what would you say are the challenges of doing this? I think you hinted at some of them in the beginning, but uh, I think what kind of popped out to me as you're speaking would be the the relatively shallow talent pool, right? Because it's a small island, 250,000 people, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it reminds me of some of the Caribbean islands, which are relatively small as well. So, you know, that, that, that shallow talent pool. Also, the idea that these incentives need to be renegotiated periodically so that that seems to be present a tiny bit of uncertainty what else would you say are the challenges well i understand what you're mean first in terms of um, limitation of the benefits yeah. uh 
it is a, a disadvantage on the one hand, but it's also an advantage. You know yeah. when it mm -hmm. will end, and it's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Since '87, when it was when '89, particularly when the first regime was mm -hmm. uh, started to be implemented, it yeah. has been the renewals have been almost automatic. The client yeah. doesn't feel that. But mm -hmm. the, the good news is that you once you're in the system, you're locked mm -hmm. until the end of the, the until the end of the uh, benefit mm -hmm. the regime. So mm -hmm. in this case, you're guaranteed if you uh, come in now, you will mm -hmm. be guaranteed until 2027. But we right. are already mm -hmm. negotiating. So the negotiations for the new package, the new regime, mm -hmm. are uh, done well in advance. Uh, mm -hmm. This The fourth regime will end now for new entrants. Mm -hmm. um, and we should have an approval soon, we hope, mm -hmm. um, for the fifth regime. And mm -hmm. this will, we expect, and the, the buzz that we have from the authorities is that it will be extended mm -hmm. for, to, 23, to 33, 34. So yeah, you know yeah. well in advance. Mm -hmm. And the investors mm -hmm. can plan if the regime doesn't suit you, you if you mm -hmm. don't agree with the new rules or mm -hmm. if if you don't want to go on you can simply mm -hmm. relocate the company to another jurisdiction mm -hmm. that's the beauty also of being an eu mm -hmm. company uh, mm -hmm. you can simply relocate or liquidate the company mm -hmm. um, but you have time to plan mm -hmm. so that's good gotcha. i believe the the other limitation i agree mm -hmm. with you and it's mm -hmm. something that results from what we've mentioned the small mm -hmm. island economy but mm -hmm. i must say that in uh, i i didn't expect i must mm -hmm. say 20 year we 25 years ago to mm -hmm. be as easy as it is today because you mm -hmm. know you're an expat in portugal uh, mm -hmm. and in especially in recent mm -hmm. years, the, the number of expats that want mm -hmm. to come to Portugal and want to live in Madeira is increasing. Um, mm -hmm. And so nowadays, it's uh, my, what my clients say is that it's a lot easier uh, mm -hmm. and interesting to attract uh, either local uh, mm -hmm. uh, employees or to bring employees. The the fact that the market is limited also mm -hmm. brings an advantage to those that have mm -hmm. uh, that want to invest and create substance because it's um, for the local employees it's much more interesting to work for mm -hmm. a foreign company uh, mm -hmm. you have usually different methods um, the, uh, the international exposure um, constant training so you mm -hmm. have the capacity to grow uh, mm -hmm. and progress in a much more interesting uh, scale than mm -hmm. working for a local small limited company so mm -hmm. this means that um, with the local university in Madeira has mm -hmm. there's a, a, a pool of talent mm -hmm. that can mm -hmm. be um, that is accumulated in the past they used they would go away nowadays mm -hmm. with companies uh, in different areas they prefer to stay uh, mm -hmm. a local mm -hmm. will always prefer to stay uh, mm -hmm. and you know one thing that i uh, i've also witnessed in the past and that's mm -hmm. good for local for employees is that for instance we had uh, a company 
that's employed many people, uh, about 30 or 50 employees at mm -hmm. a certain stage. But mm -hmm. for due to internal restructuring, they moved the company uh, outside of Madeira and they mm -hmm. took many employees with them. So mm -hmm. for, they were so good <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that they wanted to take them uh, with mm -hmm. them. Most of them have come back in the meantime, mm -hmm. because okay. the top priority for yeah. us is being in Madeira. But this shows that mm -hmm. the investors are happy with the quality mm -hmm. of the, the talent that they find. I certainly don't think it's mm -hmm. easy if you're planning for a, a hundred or 200 a call center, yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But for smaller projects, uh, highly qualified projects, high value mm -hmm. added pro projects, Madeira mm -hmm. is definitely an excellent option. Mm. And when I was actually when I was driving, uh, I think back to the airport, I noticed that the university itself was there's a huge construction project. It looks as if it's expanding, like a, the yeah. building site looked massive. So, yes. yeah, so it speaks to the point that you made. Yes. Mm -hmm. Another thing that mm -hmm. was a limitation in the past, and I think it's always relevant if you have an, mm -hmm. an international activity, is the, mm -hmm. the distance and mm -hmm. the, the, the travel. I mean, we're, yeah. as I mentioned in the beginning, so the logistics mm -hmm. the tra of traveling is can have an impact. But even mm -hmm. this has improved a lot uh, in the past mm -hmm. years. We have low-cost companies in addition to the standard um, airline companies and mm -hmm. regular daily flights, very frequent flights to Lisbon, mm -hmm. uh, to about eight flights a day, but mm -hmm. also to many other EU cities. There are mm -hmm. direct flights to Madrid, and to London. To the UK so. as well, and not just London, yes. but other cities within the UK, yes. and I believe to the US as well. Am I correct? The yeah. US as well, yes. Yeah. New York so far, but we're starting with Boston, I think, mm -hmm. Canada as well, Toronto. So mm -hmm. it's uh, improving, and I think that should not be a, one, mm -hmm. a limitation nowadays. Okay. Now, there's uh, another challenge that, uh, and not just Madeira, but Portugal, with the, well, the apparent phasing out of the NHR. Do you think, because, you know, you mentioned that, hey, you know, in the past few years, Portugal has been, you know, the flavor of the, the year, flavor of the month. So do you think the evolution, because apparently it's not going to stop, it's just going to evolve into something perhaps comparatively less attractive. Do you think that's going to impact the momentum that you've seen? I think it's important that we have mm -hmm. an interesting alternative, uh, uh, an attractive alternative mm -hmm. from a tax perspective uh, to be able to attract expats. Uh, mm -hmm for those companies that don't cannot find the, the talent they need locally. Um, mm -hmm. What we understand so far is that the government wants to implement um, an alternative program mm -hmm. destined specifically to employees. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm confident that that will mm -hmm. be the case. Mm -hmm. There's also mm -hmm. one important um, side note that we haven't discussed it, but okay. Nigeria has a regional government. Well, actually, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Madeira has a regional government mm -hmm. and the regional government uh, and we have uh, uh, the capacity to reduce some mm -hmm. of the taxes. So I believe mm. that if um, we come to a scenario where the NHR 
doesn't uh, is not or the new regime is not competitive enough i hope mm. that the regional government can even at the personal income tax level reduce mm implement some reductions as we did for the standard corporate income tax mm. that's what happened right. so we reduced the tax to mm -hmm. 14.7 uh, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a possibility um, mm -hmm. but you know uh, Darren you, I don't know if you've mm -hmm. noticed that we have some news today uh, quite uh, considerable news that sorry sorry you went, you went quiet for a few <laughs> seconds could you repeat what you just said can you hear me now? Crystal clear. Can you just, yeah, say again? Okay. Yeah. So today we have uh, news. <laughs> Actually, oh, we do? Okay. Okay. We do. Half an hour ago, the prime minister yeah. resigned. Uh, the oh. Portuguese prime minister resigned. So yeah. it is very likely that the state budget <laughs> will um, be cancelled. And in that case, maybe uh, the NHR... Um, will not be uh, replaced mm -hmm. or phased out. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. let's see what the future brings. But it's mm -hmm. difficult now to speak uh, mm -hmm. under the current circumstances to to have a, an idea or comments mm -hmm. on the mm -hmm. future. Yeah, given the political uncertainty. Okay, that's that. Uh, yeah. That, that's 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 the way it goes so we'll just keep an eye and see how it goes and the the last question is you know what will be you know given your time and your experience dealing with so many uh inward investors into madeira like is there a pattern are there certain industries or certain sectors that you see uh more popular than the others and if so what are like the three most popular business models that you see coming into Madeira and taking advantage of what Madeira has to offer? Uh, trading companies. Trading, so yeah. companies mm -hmm. uh, in managing imports from uh, Asia into the European mm -hmm. Union. That's right. historically the most common. Yeah. Most mm -hmm. recently, and um, technology companies, mm -hmm. uh, intellectual property companies, holding mm. companies. Those are the most uh, common. And I believe that mm -hmm. this will be the case increasingly with the influx of expats and mm -hmm. the fact that they will manage the company, they manage the companies themselves and employ local talents as well. Mm -hmm. um, the many provide services, technical services uh, mm -hmm. and technology uh, projects. So mm -hmm. this is also what is um, has more high value added absolutely uh, okay. activity and yeah. uh, it can be managed locally by mm -hmm. uh, those that come and live here so many what we notice also is that many investors are coming or mm -hmm. bringing specialized teams uh, mm. to effectively manage their projects out of madeira but mostly mm -hmm. in these areas holding mm -hmm. technology ip uh, mm -hmm. and trading projects okay no, that's uh... services yeah, that's, that, that, is, that is really good to know. Claudia, thank you so much for sharing some of your time and your expertise. If someone wanted to find you and reach out to you and discuss uh, your services, Nico, further, what's the best way to reach you? We have a website, www.nuco.pro. Uh, mm -hmm. We're easy to, to find online mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and our contacts are widely available. So. Okay, um, so, so www.newpro.pro, P-R-O. Newco, Newco. Newco, sorry. 
dot pro. Yes. Dot pr. Okay, that's perfect. Claudia, again, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. It's a pleasure, Darren. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.